Listeners, are you looking for a beauty brand that's just as socially and ecologically conscious as you are? Then look no further. The Wander Parlor. The Wander Parlor is an online boutique providing clean beauty and wellness products from brands that are non-toxic, eco-friendly, cruelty-free, and made from conscious companies in the U.S. The Wander Parlor is a woman-owned and operated company that strives to educate and empower other women and men to live more clean and conscious lifestyles, not only for themselves, but for the planet too. The Wander Parlor is also part of the climate-positive workforce, helping to offset our carbon footprint by planting trees and funding climate projects all over the world. Use code AHW20 for 20% off your first order. Follow the Wander Parlor on Instagram at the.wanderer.parlor or on Facebook. To shop, visit the link description. Welcome to the Art of Health and Wellness, a conversation with Evie Williamson. Join us each week for a fresh new perspective on the world of health and wellness. We'll sit down with professionals who specialize in fields from physical and mental health to financial well-being, from politics to art. Listen to new episodes of the Art of Health and Wellness every Sunday on Anchor FM, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook at A-H-W-E-L-W and on Instagram at, at the.ahw.show. Good evening and welcome to the Art of Health and Wellness with Evie Williamson. Thank you, listeners, for joining me again. Uh, thank you for all your support. Um, I was really impressed. I went to Instagram today, and we just have all these followers, and this is really exciting. <laughs> and I have to give kudos to my wonderful producer, Kate, and you guys know that I sing her praises on every show, and it's well worth it. Today, we have... William Martin. William Martin is the TV manager and um, adjunct instructor for the TV station at Savannah State University. He's homegrown, local uh, SSU alumni, and my coworker and colleague. So I'll let him introduce himself and tell you all these fabulous things about himself, and then we'll get right into the show. We're going to talk about um, TV interests, black voter engagement, upcoming webinars, webinars you guys have done, the fabulous studio that's on the campus of Savannah State University, the awesome opportunities that our students have. Take it away, Will Martin. Oh, uh, yes. As, uh, thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. Thank both of you for having me on the show. It's, it's a pleasure. It's an honor um, to be your guest. Um, my name is William Martin. As you've already stated, I'm born and raised in Savannah, Georgia. <laughs> Um, uh, for the first nine years of my uh, academic career, I attended St. James. And um, after that, I went to high school at Herschel V. Jenkins High School, and that landed me here at Savannah State. Mm -hmm. And uh, after graduating from Savannah State class of 2004, I was hired by WSAV. I spent the next 13 years of my career there, um, where I made it as high as uh, the chief editor position. Um, in 2011, I was hired here at Savannah State by the Journalism and Mass Communications Department to um, take on the role of program director for TV operations. And um, it went on from there to get my master's and became an adjunct professor. And that, that's been the, you know, the great pleasure of my life teaching um, 
the younger uh, people that come behind me and just, you know, trying to leave my mark. Uh, my mother's a teacher. Mm -hmm. And everybody used to always say, you're going to end up in the classroom. And I'd say, no, I am not. And then, uh, <laughs> kind of like I do now. Yeah, yeah. I found myself standing in front of a classroom. Mm -hmm. um, so, but uh, teaching on the college level has been one of the great pleasures of my life. And recently I've, I've um, ventured into a new career path where I'm doing real estate. Yes, and, um, we're going to get into that too. And I'm having the time of my life. I'm really enjoying it. I'm meeting some great people. So um, that's pretty much where I'm at this point. I'm a new father. Yay. I have a one-year-old little girl um, who She's has daddy. adorable too. Yes, yes. She has daddy wrapped around her little finger. I so. told you she would. <laughs> <laughs> Both of them. <laughs> so they say she's a daddy girl. Well, daddy's daddy's all about his girl. So um, I'm, I'm very proud of that. I'm very proud of her. Well, that's good. Well, thank you again for, for being on the show. I mean, uh, you know, we are recording this. And so you can go to our Instagram and uh, Will's recording too. He doesn't look much older than the students that attend him. <laughs> if you put him in a crowd of students, he'll blend right in. He looks just like one of them. So um, I just, I just, I just want to get into talk about the program, the TV program here um, that that you are over. Okay, so um, WTRT TV is one of the great things about Savannah State. Is it provides a world-class academic experience, a world-class education. Um, but everybody's gonna get an education. Mm -hmm. Everybody's gonna have the opportunity to get a degree, no matter what university you attend, whether it be Savannah State or one of the other many great uh, higher education institutions across the country. What's gonna set students apart is that plus some. So when you go and apply for a job, an employer is going to say, okay, you got a degree, mm -hmm. so do the other 50 million people that majored in your major. Right. What have you done? Mm -hmm. WTRT TV at Savannah State University seeks to answer that question for students, so they have an answer to that question. When how how so? What, what, what do you mean? What, when employers ask, what have you done? Mm -hmm. They can pull out their resume and say, I've done this. I've mm -hmm. produced shows. I've been an anchor. I've been a reporter. I've, I've written scripts. I've mm -hmm. done these things. Mm -hmm. And so they know that they're getting somebody that has been exposed, that has had the experiences necessary to assume their entry-level position. Mm -hmm. And so, and, and that being said, um, especially at HBCU, mm -hmm. um, how are the standards set? The, the standards are, are set high. I mean... Good. Uh, for all intents and purposes, we're preparing students to leave from here, mm -hmm. cross the stage, get mm -hmm. your degree, and then you have to go out and compete with other Into professionals. Into the workforce. Yeah, right. com compete with us. Right. That, that's what I tell students. You so know. you're competing with people that have mm -hmm. been in the industry longer than you, mm -hmm. people that are just as hungry as you, mm -hmm. people that are, 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 are competing you know, with you to feed their families right. and, and the whole nine. So you have to go out and conduct yourself like a professional right off the bat. You know, there is no rookie season when you're playing the game of life. Right. So. Well, even back it up a little bit further, um, because, you, of course, you and I work in this every day. Mm -hmm. um, but it starts with, with being in class and then your internship. Right. Right. The importance of an internship. Right. Tell, talk, talk to me about the importance of the internship, especially in with a communications degree. Well, I mean, interning is important for the simple fact 
it's tangible job experience. Mm -hmm. You don't want to have, I mean, what good is a resume if there's nothing on it? Right. So what an internship does is give you tangible work experience in a business. It gives you a key to networking. Networking is very important, knowing people. So when you are ready for that job, when you are job hunting, you can call up Miss So-and-so who you work Mm -hmm. with at your internship or you can call up this person that you met at your internship and say, hey, I'm looking for a job. Do you have any leads? Do you know anything? If you have a question at your new job, you can call up people that you met at your internship that have been in the industry for a while because they have the experience and and you've established that relationship. You have networked. So well, um, your network is your net worth. Exactly, and that, it, that, that's the bottom line. So I mean, and and that even that I tell my students that starts now. Your network mm-hmm. starts building now with the person that's sitting next to you in class and continues. Correct, correct. If 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 you know, God forbid, I would find myself unemployed right now. Mm-hmm. The first people I'm gonna call that's were right. the people I attend to college. The people so, you know. Yeah. Right. 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 Because they're, they're, they're going to give me some leads or, or maybe even offer me a job somewhere. So mm-hmm. your networking starts now and it go, and it continues throughout life. Mm-hmm. Now, now you, you work, uh, you've brought some really uh, major people into um, um, our department, our program, mm-hmm. journalism and mass communications, into the, stu- into mm-hmm. the studio, uh, Carl Gilliard. Um, you, you, you've done a, a, a series of uh, lunch and learns. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about that a little bit? Um, well, the, the lunch and learn series is, um, so through my career in radio and TV and film, mm-hmm. I've met, I've networked and met a lot of people. There are a lot of people in my network. And I've been able to introduce and bring people in, people like um, former E93 um, host and program director, music director, Kenya Cabine. Mm-hmm. Um, um, a Savannah legend, Savannah Gray from 94.1 The Beat, former 94.1 The Beat host, Mahogany Bowers. Mahogany is a former SSU Tiger um, entrepreneur. Um, she, she is the founder of Blessings in a Book Bag, a foundation that, mm. that you know, has done so many great things for the yes. kids and children in this community. Um, uh, Mahogany has been, been one of our guests. We've been able to talk to Trevor Butts, who it, I, I met Trevor. Trevor and I were both free, doing freelance work for WSAV, the local NBC affiliate here in Savannah. Mm-hmm. We were doing freelance work, and we met on the football field while we're shooting a game. And uh, that's a relationship that we fostered, and, and it's grew on, and Trevor's now operating in, in his own capacity and doing his own thing. He has his master's and looking to do some adjunct teaching. Um, but his experience and the things that Trevor brings to the table is just so massive and expansive. It's just good for the students to hear stories like his. Um, so these are the type of people from my network that I like to pull. Right. Um, and, and bring them in and introduce them to the students. Serena Garcia, who's a, mm-hmm. a, a former Miss SSU, a graduate of this department, a public relations, yeah. just just Delta. titan. Mm-hmm. And she just, um, she, uh, she, she came in, she was one of my guests. She actually came in person and spoke to the students that she does every year for mm-hmm. SRPI. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, these are the type of people that I, I like to expose our students to. One, I love former Kenya Beans, a Savannah State grad as well. Um, I love former Savannah State students mm-hmm. who have gone out into the world and done great things. And they're giving back. 
and bring them back so it shows the students this person sat where I'm, I'm at mm-hmm. and they've been where I'm at. They were a student at Savannah State and they went on from here and they're there now. So I can do that. So I like to show them something tangible like that. What's the best advice you could give an incoming student, a current student, or even alone? The, the best advice I can give an incoming student is to remember why you're here. Mm-hmm. Very often, college life comes with a lot. Yes. It's a lot Especially of freedom. Especially nowadays. Correct. Correct. It's a lot of freedom. It's a lot of... Uh, it's a lot of things that you don't necessarily have mom and dad over your shoulder guiding your decisions. Mm-hmm. It's you're, you're, for all intents and purposes, you're being introduced to adulthood. You're mm-hmm. being a, introduced to life. At the same time, you're still trying to learn and take on a whole new venture in your college um, and academic career. But the whole reason you're here is to get a degree mm-hmm. so you can feed yourself for the rest right. of your life. <laughs> right. Remember why you're here. Mm-hmm. So don't get caught up in the social life. Right. Don't get caught up. Now, don't don't deprive yourself of that because it's very it's important. It's part of the experience. Right. It's mm-hmm. very, very important that they receive all of that. But remember why you're here. Mm-hmm. You're not here for the party scene. You're not here for, you know... You're not here to march in the band. You're not here even if you're a student Cheer, athlete. You're not here to, to just play football or, you know, it. Uh, and, if you know, I'm not saying that stuff isn't important. You right. need to, if you made a commitment, honor that commitment. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, remember why you're here. Your end goal is to leave with a degree. Right. And the the more successful you are at that along the way, the more that degree means, the better off you'll be getting a job and feeding yourself. So that's for incoming students. Students that are here, mm-hmm. same thing. Remember why you're here. Now, upon leaving, once you have that degree, mm-hmm. the important thing is everybody's journey is different. That's right. That's right. And I have so many students that come back and they say, hey, so-and-so's doing this and so-and-so's doing this. And I'm just not doing it right now. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not working in the field. I'm not doing what I got my degree in. It's like it everybody's path is very, very yes. different. Yes. When I first graduated from Savannah State, my first job was making flight reservations for AirTran when they had a hub here. Mm-hmm. So I was making flight reservations in a call center. Until I got the call from WSA. I was in a mailroom in Internal Revenue. Right. So it's like, it's like, if, if, of course, I would have gotten down on myself if I thought this was the right. end game. Right. But I knew this, like, everybody's journey is different. That's right. Everybody's path to success is different. So run your race. Right. And don't keep your eye on the person running the race next right. to you because you'll throw yourself off. That's right. Stay in your lane. Stay in Stay your in lane. Stay in your lane. Uh, listeners, if you're just joining me, this is Evie Williamson with the Art of Health and Wellness, bringing you lots of wonderful information, insight, and guests heard here first. The best um, podcast north and south of the Mason-Dixon line. And we're sitting here today with Mr. Will Martin, TV manager, adjunct professor, uh, SSU alum, uh, Savannah uh, native, uh, visiting us on the show, giving us tips about being part of the communications, um, getting a communications degree at Savannah State University. What can we do 
as adults and as mentors. I, I, I feel like if you're an adult, you're a mentor. Even mm-hmm. if you're not talking to that student, or it's how you carry yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's what you say when you're not saying anything, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. What can adults do to make sure they're mentoring? This generation is a little, I know this is said by every generation, but they're a little different. Yeah. They're a little different. The approach has to be much, much different. Right. Um, I very often get asked by, um, especially adjunct professors that come Mm -hmm. into the department because they have full-time jobs Mm -hmm. and they do other things. So they're not totally familiar with the world of academia. Right. And the, one of the things they worry about is how do I need to approach my first class? What are some of the, some of the things I need to do? Mm-hmm. And it's very important when you're dealing with, you know, early 20s, mm-hmm. 20-something-year-old mm-hmm. adults that you're relatable. Right. Because one thing that, that, that uh, not just everyone, not just their generation, but everyone, Every gener- they can yeah. quickly point out when you're not being genuine or you're not being real with them. They can smell the blood in the water. Right. So be authentically yourself. Mm -hmm. And also with with educators and students, Mm -hmm. remember what it was like when you were that student's age. That's right. When you were Um, that age. Right. And and we're, we're all... We're all living in this world together, so we're all sharing a life experience. Mm-hmm. That's your common ground with anybody, mm-hmm. um, is life experience. So relate to them on a level of sharing a common human experience first. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, once you have established a, some common ground, then they're willing to listen. They're willing to open up a little bit, establish a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not telling you to come out and try to be anybody's best friend. Right. But, you know, they need to know they're dealing with a real person. Mm-hmm. And they want you to understand I'm a real person. Meet them where they are. Right. Mm-hmm. And there may be 20 people in the class, but to each individual student, I'm the only one that matters That's in here. right. That's right. And so it, it's important. Um, I, like, I like to... It's probably breaking protocol very often because, you know, um, we're very often taught to, to call students Mr. or Miss right. so-and-so called by their last name. Right. Um, students very often are relatable when you call them by their first name. That's right. But I, I always ask, is, this, is it okay if I call you Michelle? Right. Or is it okay if I call you Brandon? Mm-hmm. And, and normally they prefer that. Please call me by my first name. Mm-hmm. And they become relatable. Um, and it, but they appreciate that, mm-hmm. and um, I don't let them call me by my first right. name because there's a lot right. of respect. But um, when you call, a, I find when I call younger people by their last name, it's very formal, right? And they makes feel, them tense up. Yeah, they feel very detached mm-hmm. from right. you. It's like okay, this guy's calling me Mister So and So, like we don't know each other, because mm-hmm. you know that's that's either how you you greet older people in their experience or mm-hmm. people that you don't know, right? And so, um, just find little, little, little things like Coming that, just, just to be relatable to them. Shit, that's a, a, a life hack. Right. Just to be, make yourself relatable, and it, it makes things a lot easier for for faculty and staff when it comes to relating 
to the student and getting them to open up and work with you, getting them to trust you. And that's very important because at the end of the day, the students are our clients, are our, right. our, who pays our bills, right. our mortgages. Because if the students were here, we wouldn't, we wouldn't Nobody would have a job. <laughs> so, uh, again, this is Evie Williamson with the Art of Health and Wellness. I'm sitting here with uh, Mr. Will Martin, uh, T, uh, uh, TV station manager, WTRT, um, TV, Savannah State University. We're going to take a little short break, and we'll be right back. Listeners, are you looking for a beauty brand that's just as socially and ecologically conscious as you are? Then look no further. The Wander Parlor. The Wander Parlor is an online boutique providing clean beauty and wellness products from brands that are non-toxic, eco-friendly, cruelty-free, and made from conscious companies in the U.S., The Wander Parlor is a woman-owned and operated company that strives to educate and empower other women and men to live more clean and conscious lifestyles, not only for themselves, but for the planet, too. The Wander Parlor is also part of the climate-positive workforce, helping to offset our carbon footprint by planting trees and funding climate projects all over the world. Use code AHW20 for 20% off your first order. Follow the Wander Parlor on Instagram at the.wanderer.parlor or on Facebook. To shop, visit the link description. You're listening to the Art of Health and Wellness. Let's get back to this week's conversation. All right, and we're back. This is Evie Williamson with Art of Health and Wellness. Here with uh, Mr. Will Martin, Savannah State University, uh, Department of Journalism, Mass Communications. Um, you know, some of my favorite people to not only work with, but uh, thank you guys so much for being on the show, <laughs> on my shows, plural, W-R-U-U and uh, the podcast. I want to, I want to shift a little bit. Okay. I want to talk about. Black voter engagement okay. on university campuses, especially HBCUs. Okay. What can happen to um, boost the oh the excitement around voting, the importance? I I know this past presidential one, we eked it out. You know, it, mm-hmm. it was not a, a huge victory by any stretch of the imagination. Right. We won by the skin on our teeth, right. basically. Mm-hmm. And so as this, this next generation of voters, sometimes some of them first-time voters, mm-hmm. um, how can this HBCU, I, and I know that you can't speak for the um, student government or, or the staff government or anything like that, but... What can we do to make sure that not only do they come out for the midterms, but they come back out again um, uh, for gubernatorial, that they come out for the next presidential here on campus? Well, one of the important things to let, especially with the younger generation, which in this past election, it really shows that um, the younger voters are getting it. Oh, yeah. They They understand the mission. Especially the millennials. Right. Mm-hmm. And and they showed up in great numbers. And new voters and, and younger voters really made a difference in this past um, election, um, both on the state and federal levels. Mm-hmm. But um, the, the important things are to 
have the discussions, educate students, not students, but younger people Mm -hmm. as a whole, whether they're a student or not, have the conversation, let them know what's going on. But they're like, like maybe town halls, right? That sort of thing. But something that they can relate to. Um, there were big social media pushes mm-hmm. that drove younger voters to the polls mm-hmm. this time. Mm-hmm. So you, like you said, meet them where they are. You have to meet younger um, audiences where they are. Right. You have to meet new voters where they are. If somebody's 18 and able to vote for the first time, you know, um, you have to educate them because mm-hmm. their vote does count. Yes. But they have to know what they're voting for. They, they have to know who they're voting for. Mm-hmm. They have to understand what's at stake. They have to understand what their vote means. It's a, it's a lot on the line there. You know, we don't make votes based off of whose personality we like the most. Right. Or, you know, it, it's like... You, or else you, it shouldn't be that way. Right. Right. Whose hair we like the best or whatever. You know, we need to make um, uh, these important decisions that you trust with, you know, younger voters that is in their hands. Um, You need to let them know what what the agendas are Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. what platforms are Mm -hmm. and how to research these things and becoming not just a voter, but an informed, educated voter so they can make an informed and educated decision. And, and that's important. You know, I was never so proud of my... I, I talk about my kids a lot on this show. You know, they, mm-hmm. they, they give me a lot of content. Okay. But I was never so proud of my daughter one time. Um, we were at an event back in Illinois, and um, she kind of grew up in the business like I did in the world of politics. Mm-hmm. And we met, well, she met, um, a friend of mine who was a state senator at the time running for re-election. And the first thing out of her mouth was, uh, what's your platform? Why are you running? And it was so good because you could have heard a pin drop in the room because it was like, you know, that commercial when E.F. Hutton talks, everybody listens. Yeah. And it was a kind of that thing. But I, I could tell that it threw him off guard. But my point is, if you are in that arena, you should be able to answer a 20-somethings question as well as a 75-year-old long-term contributor's question. Right, right. And so those are the kind of things. And this generation, too... They they have more access to the internet. They're more they're they're, they're greater. They're more informed, mm-hmm. and and so I believe that that because they're our future. But I believe that th- this generation will hopefully um, be a generation that st- is woke and stays woke. And you you know you you have to teach your young voters to listen for the items that they care about. Mm-hmm. Because if they if they don't hear those, mm-hmm. that's a red flag. Like the you know, the items that a young voter may care about mm-hmm. are not necessarily the same things that's that right. say a voter that's fifty, fifty five, sixty right. year old that's is right. going to care well, about. Uh, what's in it for me? Right. Thing. So yeah. make sure that your politician, your representative, the person that you're sending to office to represent you, that's right. is representing your interests. That's right. That's right. Listen for that, you know, because mm-hmm. if they're just representing a certain age group or a certain demographic, or, right. or they're, they're not saying anything that's going to appeal to you 
your background, your community, that's your right. interest. That's a red flag for you as mm-hmm. a voter. Mm-hmm. So these are the are the little nuances and the little the very important details about being a voter that we need to teach our young our younger generations and our new voters, our 18, 19, 20, 21 year olds who have the ability to vote, but they just need to understand what their vote the means process. and what that process mm-hmm. is. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. So uh, I'm, I'm going to switch hats a little bit. We're going to talk okay. about parenting. Okay, okay. Your little girl is so adorable. Thank you. And you are so cute with her. Thank you. you, you he, Will has uh, brought um, his little girl up to um, the office a couple times, of course, when there was no one here, so it was safe. Yes. <laughs> During COVID shutdown. Uh, so so let's let, give me five fun parenting do's and don'ts. So... Olivia, Olivia Destiny. That's her name. <laughs> and uh, yes, Olivia Destiny Martin is my daughter, my one and only kid. Um, now, I, I, I play father figure for my niece and nephew mm-hmm. who are, are like my kids. Yeah. <laughs> but, and I, you know, um, uh, Olivia is my only biological daughter. Mm-hmm. And um, the little girl has me wrapped around her finger. <laughs> Both fingers. Yes, yes. But, um, you know, when you become a parent, one of the things you your, your primary concern coming in is, I just want my kid to be a good person. Yes. And so you make all, you try to make all the right decisions about making them a good person mm-hmm. early on. Mm-hmm. You know, I've Am I putting them in the right school? Am I putting them in the best... Give them the right food. Right. The right food, the best, the right doctor, the best situation to succeed. Mm -hmm. Am I doing it? Am I doing everything I need to do? You know, I don't need my daughter having daddy issues. Am I being everything daddy needs to be? You know, um, it's like, it's just, it's very, very important to pay attention to the little things and the details to make sure you're making a well-rounded person. And and you don't and one of the things that now mine are 32. Okay. And you never stop having that am I doing right? Because they never stop watching. They never stop listening. Mm-hmm. They, they they you know little things that my son and my daughter will say. Remember when you said X Y Z? It's like, "Oh wow. Well, yeah, I said that. Well, okay. You know, right. you were listening, okay? Um and so it, it doesn't stop. It never stops. Right. Parenting never stops. One of the one of the fun things that is have fun, is to have fun, and and you know make it an ongoing fun thing. My kids and I we still have family conference. We do it over the phone. Mm-hmm. We do it WebEx now. My son lives in Atlanta. Of course, my daughter's here, uh, in Savannah. But we still look forward to that. Hey, even if we, what are you doing? Are are you okay? What's right. going on with you? You know, right. how's your dating life? Whatever, you know, I have young adults who are dating and stuff like that, or kind of, sort of, with COVID, it's kind of hard. <laughs> but um, but anyway, yeah, you you, they, you never stop being wrapped around their, their you know, wrapped around their face, having them, you know, what I'm trying to say. Right, right. Uh, it, it, it doesn't end. And, and it's like, so uh, Olivia's mom, it it has more experience being a parent than I do. She has one other daughter. Mm-hmm. So she, she, you know, she's experienced. She's been there, done that. She, she, she's not, 
you know, she, she has on to tell pins me, and needles. Yeah, she, she's, she's not nervous. Not on pins and needles like, and nervous breathe. about it. Go ahead and breathe. <laughs> you know, she, she knows what she's doing, yeah. but I'm just fumbling my way through fatherhood, right. and I'm just like, okay, am I doing this right? Am I? Done? And she's like, relax. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, if, if she cough, I'm looking sideways, right, right. and she's like, it's take just, her temperature. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a cough. Relax. Right, you know, right. um, so it, it's it's a very different experience for me, but um, she she's she at one year at one years old, she reminds me a lot of me. She's a lot of personality. She's a lot of energy. Um, she's she's very caring. She's very loving. She's willing to share. Is she going to be an SSU alum? We'll see. We'll see. It's like I want her to. A legacy? I would love. I'm a second generation tiger. Okay. My mother was a tiger. Okay. Third time's a charm. I would love for for my, my baby girl to be a tiger, but... That daddy would don't want to make all the decisions, so That's it's right. just like, I you know I say hey, that, you know um her, her mom also attended Savannah State, so okay. um you know it, it's like tiger you know, family. Yeah, your parents had went to Savannah State, but um you know it, it's just like if she may want to go to UGA, or yeah. she may want to go to SCAD, or right. she you know it's just so uh, I I I hope at eighteen. She, she's intelligent enough. She's smart enough to be able to evaluate her decisions the right way gotcha. and make an informed and educated choice. If she's able to do that by 18, then I, I feel like daddy has done his job. Did, 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 do you expose her to the camera? Does, is, is she a, a, a little mini you getting into the business really early? She, she is a little mini me in that she is... As a matter of fact, her grandmother on her mother's side calls her mini me. Okay. Because she reminds her she reminds her grandmother of me. Mm-hmm. But um she's very inquisitive and she likes to touch stuff. She's still at the age where she can break stuff. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I try not to put very expensive cameras in her hand. But My she, toy. Yeah, she's had her little baby cameras. Um but uh yeah, she is so um Maybe when she's about three or four, we'll start exploring camera shots and doing videos and doing different things to see how she likes and yeah. see if she takes to it. Yeah. I, I did. I forgot to mention we are on location. We are live at uh, Savannah State University um, TV studio. Yeah, this is. I love this, like you this got is great. you got your whole mobile setup. Yeah, you yeah. You got producer this, will travel. Yes, so, yeah. Um, you know, Kate's a ride or die. Yeah, I tell you, you know, and 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 this is our first on location uh, remote that we've done. Well, this and is cool. This is, I yeah. love the setup. I, I I like that you came and we're sitting in uh we're sitting in Studio B studio of B. WTRT yes. TV Studios of live from Campus. Studio B. So um um this yeah this is this is truly a delight. In our nice new chairs. New chairs, new furniture in the studio. Yes. So uh, this is cool. Yeah. So I, I just want to thank you, and so I'm gonna ask you the same question I ask all my guests. Mm-hmm. What would you do mm-hmm. if you knew you would have 100% success and would not fail? There's no wrong answer. Your answer is unique to you. What would I do if I knew there was no chance of failure? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Thank you. <laughs> so many different directions to go with that. Um, 
What would I do if I had no chance of failure? One hundred percent success. One hundred percent success. Um. I'd be. I'm not sure what the official name for it is. I'd be a cancer doctor. Okay, an oncologist. An oncologist. Uh, and, 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 that's right, Kay, an oncologist. An yeah. oncologist. Okay. And what, okay, and why, why that? Well, um, I would be an oncologist, one, because I know there's my success is guaranteed. Mm-hmm. And if I'm a successful oncologist, it means I'm saving lives, hopefully. Yes. Yeah. And um, cancer has taken a lot of people yeah. from... Um, from us, cancer mm-hmm. took my grandmother from me, mm-hmm. and so um, if, if if I could do one thing for the world, mm-hmm. it would be to play a major world a role in curing cancer. That's beautiful. That's you. And so if I if there was no chance I could fail, mm-hmm. and I could do and be anything, okay, it it'd be a a, a cancer research slash oncologist. Oncologist. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's really good. You you heard it here, folks. This is Evie Williamson with the Art of Health and Wellness. Thank you for joining me. We're here every week and on Sundays, uh, WRUU 107.5 from 2 to 3. <laughs> 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 we we got so much, so many different moving things. I have to sometimes think about where I'm at. That, um, trust time. me, that, that's, that's my day. I mean, it, it goes from Savannah State. <laughs> Real estate, right. uh, radio. Yeah, real estate, business. real estate. We don't want to forget real estate. T- talk to us about that. Is it a buyer seller's market? Is this a good time to buy? Should we sit still for another year? Let COVID do its thing. What? The, the so right now this is this is a real seller's market. Okay. Um, uh, invent, inventory. It's it's everything is 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 inventory is low, but um. People are still able to get good homes. Mm-hmm. Now you might have to jump through a couple of hoops. Oh yeah. Put a little bit more money up, you yeah. know. Um, but the important thing is, um, you know, aside from the market, if you are seeking to buy a home, mm-hmm. or you know, you have dreams of being a homeowner, whatever the case is, um, you don't have to always jump into home ownership with your dream home. Mm-hmm. Right. Purchase a home. Mm-hmm. And and you know with the purchase of a home comes um, certain things like equity mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and and having something that is of value that you know will appreciate hopefully mm-hmm. and and something that something that you can leave to your kids mm-hmm. it, it's something that it you know if you do run up on hard times you can borrow money against mm-hmm. the equity it's just having being a homeowner kind of changes the the life game for you so. Purchase a home, purchase some property, become a homeowner, and and you know you can be there, and then maybe use that home that you purchase as a pathway to get your dream home later. Right. But um, becoming a homeowner changes the game, which is mm-hmm. one of the reasons why I I got into real estate okay. was because I wanted to help people pursue that dream, okay. and I wanted to help people um, become whole and, and, and start developing generational wealth Mm -hmm. and, and have things to leave tangible items to Mm -hmm. leave to their kids Mm -hmm. and, and, and a roof over their head, you know? So, um, uh, being a homeowner and, and, 
making that a reality for yourself. And it's very achievable. A lot of people, you know, don't see a path to home ownership. Right. There's always a path. Okay. And so if you if you don't know that path, or you you don't see it. Right. There, you know. Or if it hasn't been clearly explained. To right. You. Right. Right. I mean, if you step outside and throw a rock, you're going to hit a real estate agent. <laughs> They're all over the place. <laughs> how, 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 do, how do our listeners reach you? Say, uh, say somebody wants to ask you a question about real estate or... or... If, if you guys want to ask me a real estate question and there, there's no obligation, nothing you tied to it, you can just call me at 912-665-8802 or you can uh, email me at wm at vantageco.com. All right. All right. Again, sitting here with uh, Will Martin, uh, Savannah State University, Studio 1B. Studio 1B. Yes, like like being on 30 Rock or something almost. (laughs) (laughs) So I just want to thank you so much. I'm going to have to have you back on the show. Definitely. Um, You know, we're going to have to uh, do another remote here, maybe go in the big studio and get behind the TV desk and that that would be fun. Studio 1A. Studio 1A. (laughs) You know, folks, if you haven't done a tour of the studio, um, you know, that that doesn't mean a bunch of y'all just come out here in droves and have the line outside the door. Yeah, don't come running up here. Right. But we we do conduct tours, Mm -hmm. uh, organized and scheduled tours Mm -hmm. um, here at the studio. But we definitely... Our first and first priority um, is for the students to utilize all this wonderful equipment mm-hmm. um, in this wonderful in these studios. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Agreed. Okay. On that note, make it a healthy health and wellness day. Thank you for listening to the Art of Health and Wellness, a conversation with Evie Williamson. Join us again next week when another knowledgeable guest will give us a fresh new perspective on the world of health and wellness. Keep up with us on Facebook at A-H-W-E-L-W and on Instagram at at the.ahw.show. The Art of Health and Wellness, new episodes every Sunday on Anchor FM, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Listeners, are you looking for a beauty brand that's just as socially and ecologically conscious as you are? Then look no further. The Wander Parlor. The Wander Parlor is an online boutique providing clean beauty and wellness products from brands that are non-toxic, eco-friendly, cruelty-free, and made from conscious companies in the U.S. The Wander Parlor is a woman-owned and operated company that strives to educate and empower other women and men to live more clean and conscious lifestyles, not only for themselves, but for the planet too. The Wander Parlor is also part of the climate positive workforce, helping to offset our carbon footprint by planting trees and funding climate projects all over the world. Use code AHW20 for 20% off your first order. Follow the Wander Parlor on Instagram at the.wanderer.parlor or on Facebook. To shop, visit the link description.